Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind-the-scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running freemanfurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of the Maker Mom podcast. This week's guest is Bonnie of Tool Mom or Tool Mom Bonnie. I had a great time talking with Bonnie and learning about all the many different things that Bonnie has done and is still learning how to do and she's just really truly talented in a lot of different ways. So I think you will enjoy this episode as much as I did. All right, so I want to give a big, super big shout out and thank you to all of the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Amy of Bison Valley Carving, Brandy Studio Obey, Kathy One Girl and Her Tools, Dan and Kelly of Reclaimed Living Store, Ellen Little Bear Furniture, Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs, and Mary Lou Made by Mary Lou. So thank you all so very much for being patrons and supporting the podcast. I really do appreciate it. If you want to get your name added to the list at the start of the episode and you're really just loving the podcast and want to jump in at, you know, the $1 a month level, go ahead over to Patreon and look up Maker Mom Podcast and you can find out how to do that there. Or you can follow along with Maker Mom Podcast over on Instagram. That's just at Maker Mom Podcast. Link in the bio there will take you to all sorts of places, including Patreon. So go ahead and check that out. All right, with no further ado, here is Bonnie with Tool Mom Bonnie. All righty. Well, Bonnie, why don't we just start with uh, you giving a little bit of an introduction about yourself. All right. And the introduction about myself. So um, I call myself a tool mom. Um, I am a crafter. I'm a blogger. I have a cabinetry carpentry degree. So uh, I am a, I'm a, I have a cabinetry carpentry degree. Um, I'm, I I call myself the tool mom forever um, since 1993. So uh, I can pretty much do anything. I've done all kinds of cabinetry work carpentry work, work for business, different types of businesses. Um, so I have a lot of knowledge in a lot of different areas. Okay. Well, before we dive into how you got all of that knowledge, um, let's go back to your childhood a bit. Where'd you grow up? What, what kind of things were you interested in? So I grew up in um, Spokane, Washington, um, pretty much almost uh, my whole childhood. Uh, I lived in uh, Denver before that. So about the age of three is when we moved to Spokane. And I, I was a tomboy. I was always running around with the boys, um, riding my bicycle everywhere, played with tools, built forts. Um, we built all kinds of BMX uh, bike trails. I enjoyed playing street hockey with the boys. That was one of my favorite things to do. Um, played with tools and built forts and you know, just had a good time. We had middle class um, neighborhood and uh, kids played all night long until, you know, the street lights went out, you know, and kicked the can and everything else, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. So definitely a 70s, 80s child. And I still kind of am. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So uh, do you have any siblings? I do. I have two sisters. I'm, I'm the baby. Okay. So I have a sister that's uh, four years older than me, Debbie, and I have an older sister that's six years old, older than me, Julie. All right. Yeah, we're all very different. We're so, we're not, <laughs> we're all just very different, which is good, you know, because that's good to be different. That's right. All right. What about uh, high school years? Um, 
if you played with tools and stuff as a kid, I mean, did that carry into high school years too? Yeah, it did actually. So I, I started taking um, wood shop in middle school. And in high school, that is really what I excelled at. Um, I really enjoyed taking the woodworking, the auto shop, drafting classes, um, playing sports, although I wasn't very good at sports um, until later on. I think I hit that in my, my early 20s. I caught up to everybody else. Um, and so I just enjoyed, I didn't really, I wouldn't say like I, other than just working in um, the wood shop and going to drafting class, I wasn't like building things on my own at that point. When I was younger, I did a lot of, um, I, you know, just playing around in the garage or, you know, helping my dad, you know, with a lawnmower, um, you know, playing with friends with tools, um, building a lot of models, did a lot of car models when I was younger. Um, so not really per se, other than, you know, thinking around on a car with a boyfriend, maybe that was, that was about my tool use in high school. Okay. Now, if you were taking drafting in high school and you're a child of the seventies and eighties, my assumption is drafting was still done by hand with a <laughs> pencil and paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. And so, so was the math. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so yeah, and um, you know, I I had to work hard at it. Um, it didn't come natural to me. The drafting was not natural, something I had to work hard at. But thankfully, I was a TA in high school, and my TA always let me go to the wood shop and drafting whenever I needed to do that. So um, that was a good thing. I worked, you know, pretty hard in order to get up to be a TA, even though you know I barely skimmed by and all those things. <laughs> High school was like if it was a good if it was a good class and I enjoyed the teacher I did really well in it, but if it was a teacher I just didn't mesh with I just you know just did not do well so but I passed so so that's good. That is good. Um, yeah. I mean it doesn't you haven't said anything yet to make me think that um, being the tomboy and playing around with tools and stuff was ever discouraged as a kid it sounds like it was kind of an encouraged thing yeah you know it, it never was discouraged um although i think i always felt like i always had a lot of friends I, like i did a lot of things with a lot of different kids um but like you know the girlfriends never did that kind of thing right but i was never discouraged per se um i just thought you know when i was younger i thought hey this might be especially in high school this might be a good way to meet some boys and so, you know, my friends joke with me all the time because they say, oh, Bonnie, you know, you just knew, you, you knew all the guys, all the guys, you knew all the guys. <laughs> but like, you know, they were just other guys in wood shop and auto shop, you know, there never really anything happened. So um, it was just kind of funny because I didn't realize, I don't think until later on, I was kind of always just a person that just went and did my own thing. And I always wanted to have all kinds of friends. And, but I always felt like I was kind of a loner in that, in that way. Um, up until recently, I realized that really that's the part of me of who I am and just caring about other people and just being able to just meet somebody off the street and, you know, sometimes tell them my life story or I just say hi and next thing I know, they're just opening up to me. So um, I've had a lot of really good experiences because of that. And, and, and I did struggle, though. I mean, there was some struggles. You know, you have to prove yourself when you're a woman and you know that. And especially in a lot of the businesses that I worked in as well. So I've had to prove myself a lot in, in those fields. Yeah, I found uh, in school when I was in, you know, classes like that as well. It, that's kind of funny, you know, uh, none of the guys ever show interest, at least in my case, they always treat me like the little sister. And that, right. was, you know, kind of thing. Or, <laughs> or one of the guys, like it wasn't ever anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything more than that um right all right what about uh post high school what did you do after high school so um i after high school i went to cabinetry carpentry class at spokane community college and that's a two-year degree um i really wasn't interested in the carpentry portion of it but it was a class that was together i really just wanted to go for cabinetry and then again you know you're talking back in 1980 85 to 87 so everything was figure out, you know, cubic 
you know, feet of concrete and figure out the materials you need. And it was all hand math and I was not good at math. So I, I did pass the class. I had to work really hard at just, you know, just the basics. Um, and I wish I would have paid a lot more attention to the carpentry portion of it. But then again, I, you know, I was really wasn't that interested. I, I learned enough to get by. Let's just put it that way. I've learned enough to just to get by. And of course, nowadays, you don't really, you know, everything's on YouTube or, you know, the internet. So we didn't have that back then. So I, I feel like I'm kind of the grandma at this age of my years, you know, in this field. I feel like, you know, everybody else is so much younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, I know now it's still pretty limited, the number of women in those classes. Were you the only woman taking those classes? No, I had one other woman in our class, but she didn't finish out the two years. She only took one year of it. So, yeah, just one year. Um, Was that, I mean, what was that experience like? Um, I I love my instructor and my instructor loved me. So I guess that was a plus. Um, You know, I would go in after school and ask him questions. Um, Even after the two years was over with, I kept in contact with him. Um, he was a big mentor. He was back East. He was a back East guy who just, you know, was all about, you know, had to do everything by hand. So, you know, we hand saw everything. Um, cabinets were all very old school. Um, the guys, uh, you know, the older, the older guys that were in my class, uh, were really nice to me. It was hard to get along with some of the younger guys in my class. And I don't know, why that was probably because maybe they felt intimidated I don't know I don't know you know <laughs> I don't know what it was but um you know I'm sure I some of lot. it I'm sure some of it was uh, maturity level right when it's right. And being that the older guys are a bit more mature and um <laughs> <laughs> right. could, yes could handle it and not feel intimidated type thing yeah a little bit wiser let's put it that yeah. way yeah yeah they were a little wiser wiser in their ages yeah definitely all right. Yeah. So you got that degree um, and then went into cabinetry or carpentry? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I started working at a custom um, cabinet shop that was mostly commercial. So we did a lot of Formica work. Um, we did a lot of dental offices back then. Everything was mostly Formica work. So I hauled a lot of uh, particle board. <laughs> around the shop and did a lot of laminating and um that was my that was my first cabinet job and then I got laid off of that and I worked at a uh, actually a woman male um owned cabinet shop um and the husband was more into the sales and the wife was actually running the shop so that was a little bit different for me in that in that perspective cuz uh, there was quite a few more women that were working in that shop, but everybody did a certain thing. So basically I started out sanding cabinets for, or sanding, you know, doors for eight hours a day, seriously, like, you know, like, and, and I remember coming, sleeping and, you know, I'd be, you know, for in the middle of the night pretending I was sanding, I did so much of that. And then, then I got promoted to building face frames and then I got promoted to building um, just the base cabinets and, and, and then at that point, um, one of the one of the guys that was working there started his own shop, and so he asked me to come and work for his shop, which was a smaller custom cabinet. So I was the only female working there. We had probably I think one salesman, the the other owner, and then like maybe two or three other guys. So then I started building drawers, door front. I just kind of did everything. The only thing I really didn't do there was probably worked a shaper that's about the only thing I really didn't do a lot of I worked a small shaper but not as you know like the doors and actually you know doing all the more I would say more intimidating it's pretty intimidating when you you know you're working with a big shaper and you got you know it can take some fingers <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh, yeah we had uh I briefly uh, had some woodworking classes at a community college in California and um you know for the most part everything was done with just like your regular three-quarter 
horsepower router, but there right. were a few things that we had to do on like the giant shaper for like, <laughs> for, like the giant bits. And like, yeah, that thing was like that. I mean, yeah. If it chews up wood that well, it's going to chew up something else pretty good. <laughs> right. too. Yeah. It's, it's intimidating. Yeah. So I worked, so I worked in that cabinet shop um, and I did skip over before actually, I forgot to skip over um, before I had also worked in a, I worked for a four season sun and solarium company. So I worked for a construction company for a while there. And that was really just basically um, more, more carpentry work and, you know, building out the, the sunroom. So like, on Wendy's or whatever, you know, they have those bump outs. So they were all, all back then. So I did a lot of, we did a lot of hot tubs. So I did a lot of cedar work, cedar tongue and groove work there. Um, and I really, I, I did enjoy that, but in the middle of winter in Spokane, it's pretty cold. So that part of it, I did not, I did not enjoy that part at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember what else I've done as far as, you know, cabinetry and carpentry. And then so then um, at that point later on, I did some sales, uh, custom work, custom sales um, and countertop sales. So I worked for a company later on when my kids were younger, um, just part-time in doing some sales work there. So that was probably the extent of my actual cabinetry and carpentry as far as that portion of the field went. Okay. Um, so brought up kids. How many kids do you have? I have an asset. I have, I, I have two kids. I have a daughter who's 27 and a son who's 25. All right. Um, so when they were younger, um, I mean, were you still working in the fields or did you do stay at home mom for a bit? I was pretty much a stay at home mom at that point. Um, once I got pregnant, I was mostly staying at home until they got to the age of preschool. And that's, that's when I started working in the sales department for, for cabinet, for cabinetry. And then um, after a couple years of that, then we moved, I moved over to the Western side of the state to Bellingham, Washington, which is um, about hour and a half North of Seattle. So I'm only about 20 minutes away from the Canadian border. And um, there I was mostly a stay at home mom. I've worked some part-time jobs off and on when the kids were younger. I was a, uh, just, you know, working, um, for, uh, the school at night as a janitor. <laughs> so <laughs> that was, you know, to get the kids through private school. Cause you know, private school is expensive. And mm -hmm. then I also worked, then I also worked part-time for a little bit for association of realtors. Um, and that job was like data entry, answering the phones. And then the, probably like the last six years of, um, my kids being at home, I work for a company called Senior Support Services. So they're a certified state guardianship agency for seniors. Um, a lot of the seniors have dementia or, um, or they, you know, do everything from wills to estates. And I kind of started out as, with a, as, a, as a friend had um, needed some help and then I started filing. And then next thing I know, you know, I'm answering phones. And next thing I know, I'm, you know, actually going out kind of, you know, doing some of the contractor work on some of the houses that we had to fix up, which was a lot of fun, or inventory. There's just so many aspects of that portion of the business that I've really learned a lot of business information. And I kind of take that with me today is like, that is really where I think I've learned my business portion of the world mm -hmm. of, you know, just how, yeah, how, how to get along with the lawyers. We worked with a lot of lawyers. I worked with a lot of nurses. I worked with a lot of nursing homes. I took a lot of classes uh, with dementia care. And so um, after, after that, I um, was a caregiver for my neighbor for about two, two and a half years. So uh, that was more of a, just a, a job where I just didn't realize that I was going to be offered it. And I, it was in the position where, where I was like, I need a job and it's at nighttime and I can sleep and it's my neighbor and I care about her. I mean, she's been my, she was my neighbor for over, for over 20 years mm -hmm. um, since we moved here. So, so I was a caregiver for about two, two years and then, and then she passed away and I needed a break and I wanted to figure out what I, what I was going to do. So here I am. <laughs> now you're talking to me. <laughs> 
So where does, um, you mentioned in your intro, like, so Tool Mom, you know, where does that come in? Where does, I, I believe you said blogger, where's all that kind of fit into the picture now? Yeah, so um, when I had my daughter in 1993, I started calling myself the Tool Mom. And um, basically, you know, I've always been a tool person, right? So this made me the mom portion of it. And, you know, my email was toolmom at hotmail.com. I mean, gosh, that's probably over 20 some years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nobody uses hotmail anymore. I still do for certain things. Um, so that's kind of where the tool mom portion of it came from. Um, and then, and since, hence my word, tool mom and company, the census of the 1993. So that, that was the year that I became a mom. And, and that's really important to me. Um, Cause you know, nothing's better than being a mom. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, you know, I mean, you just can't be happier than to be a mom. I mean, I mean, you know, there's struggles, but it's definitely a, something in your life that, that, that was important to me because I did have a very good childhood. I had a good growing up. Um, I had good parents and um, you know, I was excited to bring somebody into the world. And even though I was not a girly girl when I was little, you know, mothering came pretty natural to me. Of course, it does with most women, I think. You know, most mothers, just, it's kind of natural. It's not something that you know how to do. You know, we didn't have the internet back then. You had to read a book. So, <laughs> you know, trial and error, I guess. Even um, with the internet, it's still definitely trial and error. <laughs> right. Especially during, especially during right now. I really, yeah. uh, I really feel for all the, all the parents out there that are, you know, having to teach their kids at home. I get that. Um, so uh, I started doing some um, crafting for, you know, just, you know, family scrapbooking. And that was kind of um, the idea that came into my mind of, you know, starting, starting a business that I wanted to do down the road. And, um, it, but that kind of just got pushed off, you know, it, it never really came to fruition until, until a couple years ago when I decided that, you know what, I had this idea, I, I need to focus on something in my life and, and I know I can do it and I know it's going to take some time. You know, I don't go by today, I have to get this done today, I have to get that done. I kind of just, I just kind of ease into it and things just kind of happen for me. And that's kind of the way it's been my whole life. I've never really had to plan for jobs. A lot of my jobs have just fallen into place, right place, right time. And so I'm kind of living my life in that sense of lifestyle of, you know, I have an idea in my head and I know that to get from point A to point B, I just have to let things naturally happen and work at it. I mean, it's still a lot of work. I mean, you know, starting up a business nowadays, especially with, you know, the internet and, and websites and all the social media, it, it, it's a lot more than what people think. You know, it spends, it's a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and energy. It does. I always say that the, I, I call all that stuff kind of the back end stuff, right? It takes more, right. way more of your time than actually making anything. Like <laughs> exactly. Making okay, so thing takes that. like the smallest part of time. Right. Yeah. I, I hope to get to the point where I will be able to like actually make stuff. But right now it's like just cleaning out my garage and getting all my tools ready and, you know, trying to, you know, make the garage more tool oriented and get stations set up. And so I'm, I'm working on that slowly. It, it will happen. Maybe some videos will come of it too, I hope. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. what kind of, I mean, like what kind of projects and, you know, uh, crafting are you doing for the blog or wanting to do for the blog? Like what kind of things do you envision? So, um, so right now my blog is, um, partially, um, including fixing up. I have a 1975 Volkswagen bus. Um, I named her Molly and I got her in 2015 and, um, she was just something that I needed to focus on. Um, you know, middle age hit and I ended up losing my dad that year. My son was a senior in college and my daughter was studying abroad in Ireland. So I had like all these things happen at that middle age year and I needed something to focus on for me um, to just, you know, just enjoy life again. And uh, Molly kind of just fell into my lap. Um, 
weird stories and I could go on and on and on about these weird different things that have happened to me. But again, you know, things just happen and I just let them. And so um, I fixed up Molly and um, I take her on trips with my dog. So we do a little bit of traveling. Um, I, I work on her. Um, I just really just enjoy taking her to different parades, fixing her up. I, I like to see people smile. And if I can make somebody smile at least once a day, even if I just say hi or, you know, just be the kind gesture of let somebody, you know, go ahead of you at the, the grocery line, then I think I've done my work, you know, like that. To me, that is, you know, probably the best part of my life is that I really do enjoy people and I want to make people happy. And I, a lot of the times I just try too hard. I mean, I you know, I just am always that person that just has, I work on relationships and I work hard at them. It's not, you know, relationships just don't come. You have to work at them. Right. So, yeah. So um, that is what I'm doing. And I'm also just mostly with my, with my blog is in just in trying, trying to encourage women to, you know, work with hand and power tools, whether it's in construction, whether you're trying to fix up your Volkswagen bus, whether you're helping your husband, you know, what, whether you want to build something, um, whether you need help at home, like, you know, every once in a while I'll go and I'll help somebody, you know, at home. And I'm just like, you know what, like, don't, I'm, I'm not going to charge you, you know, this is what I do because this is who I am. And, um, you know, you can't do everything for free. So, um, so starting my business is, I hope to be something down the road that is really going to encourage and continue to encourage women um, and men too. I mean, I, you know, my plan is to also, you know, include men in my um, website and um, make some cool things for them and hopefully they'll enjoy it as well. So I just really like having fun and I try to have, as I'm learning this social media, I think it's kind of fun. You know, maybe people don't get my humor, but sometimes I think it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned website and blog and now social media. What kind of social media are you getting into with the business? And I mean, is it all new or have you been kind of playing around with it personally for a while? I've mostly just been kind of playing around with it the last two or three months once I started my website. Um, so my website is www.toolmom.com and that's under construction right now because I was starting it right when the COVID um, started and I had a college student, you know, doing it for me because, you know, I couldn't do it on my own. It's too much to try to figure out. Like I've been planning this for a couple of years now. Um, and so I, I had him help me. And then all of a sudden I get this message saying, Hey, I had to move back home. And so, so we're still working on it. I mean, it, it's still a work in progress, but I think within the next week or two, it's going to be up and running and full bore. So. Hey makers, this week's sponsor is Wagner Spray Tech. I love using Wagner's whole line of control spray sprayers. Specifically, I have the Control Spray 250, and it's perfect for staining and for finishing small to medium-sized projects. Um, I've used it for a couple already this year in my garage, getting ready for summer when it can be outside. So it's perfect for those outdoor stains, for doing projects like fences, railings, furniture, trim work keeps the mess down, has a simple adjustments, can spray transparent or solid stains, lacquers, any kind of furniture paint you can think of with speed and efficiency. It can apply stain on an 8x10 area in less than two minutes. It's lightweight, compact, easy to use, uh, has different spray patterns on the nozzle, different pattern adjustment. Trust me, you will not be sorry if you check out the Control Spray 250 or any of the line of control spray series by Wagner Spray Tech. So go ahead, go check out Wagner Spray Tech at wagnerspraytech.com or follow them along in a, on any social at Wagner Spray Tech. All right, let's get back to the episode. Um, that's been a lot of work. And so basically Instagram, um, Pinterest, I do have a Pinterest account. Um, I have a TikTok account, which I don't really use TikTok 
that's a whole nother thing to learn. Uh, Facebook, I use Facebook. I have a LinkedIn, but I need to update that because I really don't have a lot of information on the LinkedIn account. And I'm trying to think what else, what else, what other ones do I have? Um, YouTube, I have a YouTube account. So YouTube and all of that stuff is under Tool Mom Bonnie. So hashtag Tool Mom Bonnie or at Tool Mom Bonnie. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. So what would you say, you said you're working on getting your garage kind of set up, ready to go, organized, all that good stuff, because um, that's going to be your shop space. Um, has that pretty much been your shop space um, always, like in your own garage, or do you ever have other work space? Um, no, mostly just, mostly my garage, but my garage um, was usually filled um, with another car and half of the garage was mine. <laughs> so now the garage is all mine. <laughs> um, it was filled with a lot of bicycles before. So since mm -hmm. I enjoy riding bicycles so much, I have since taken a couple of the ones that I don't ride as much and stored them in another place. Yeah, got actually got a storage unit to store some of the other stuff. So <laughs> I'm slowly getting it cleaned up and you know making it more of my space I have uh, right now I have a table saw I have a, a shaper um, I have a scroll saw that was my grandfather's I have a bandsaw that I just bought a 16 inch bandsaw um, I have a miter saw and I have a drill press um, a lot of my tools are older so I buy all my my tools I try to buy my tools secondhand so I have a lot of older Delta Rockwell tools that will last forever if you take care of them. Um, and I've cleaned up a lot of them from the rusty rust, which is not very a hard thing to do, but most of them run well. It's just they got a you know rusty top, and that's pretty easy to fix once you know how to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, slowly getting more tools. Um, you know I you know have the you know I have just recently got a new Porter cable um, battery pack, uh, little saw. Um, drills some more drills because you can never have enough drill or battery power right mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and all, i have all kinds of hand tools from working on my butt from working on my bus so it's getting right. there it's going to get there yeah um i did that's that's i had briefly forgotten i wanted to circle back to the bus a a vw bus is like cool as hell and B, Thank you. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, B, so if you're um, kind of traveling around a bit I mean is it did you turn the back into kind of like camper style like that kind of it, travel or um, yeah it it is actually it is actually a camper van so it has it has a little sink in it it has a icebox fridge it's original fridge in it it has a little stove um, which the stove did work when I bought it but since um, there, I found out that there's a leak in the gas line, so I need to replace the gas line, and I'm going to change that out a little bit. Um, but it folds down the back. I wish it was the pop top. It's not a pop top. It's a hard top. Um, and so for me and my two dogs, when I take them traveling, it's, it, is a little, it, is, <laughs> it is a little tight space, <laughs> especially when you have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. You know, when you get old, that happens. So, <laughs> so you hear that, you know, a lot of the bands, you hear that pop and then you hear the slide you know in the middle of the night <laughs> like people camping next to me are like oh man <laughs> but it is it, it it is probably the most funnest vehicle to drive it really is it's just fun to work on and and you know I was a little intimidated at first working on some of the engine parts and some of the other things that I've had to do to it so far thankfully let's knock on wood <laughs> that it hasn't been too much yet. I've only had, only had once, uh, had to get hauled away from AAA. So uh, hoping that doesn't happen too often, but. What would you say? I mean, you know, so far just in the, you know, half hour we've been chatting, you've mentioned a lot of different skill sets. Like we've got, you know, mechanical, uh, like auto mechanical skills, carpentry skills, um, cabinet making skills, like, what do you feel is your strong suit? Like, what's the thing that you feel like you're the best at? You know, 
I really don't know because I'm just good at so many different things. I'm like, I'm just a natural at so many different things. Um, anything crafting, I try it and I can do it. And I just naturally do it. And, you know, I don't, a lot of the times I'm not, you know, watching YouTube videos to do something. I just, I just do it on my own. Like, um, I think for me, it's just basically, you know, part of the thing that brings out everything is just, you know, just being who I am and just being open to people. And then it just helps me get better at everything else that I do. So, um, you know, like some of the crafting stuff I've done, I've worked with a cricket cutter. Um, I have done glass etching and a lot of the times I'll, I'll make glasses for, you know, certain, um, certain donation places and, you know, for auctions and stuff and, and people in need. And, um, I just really just enjoy making stuff for other people, but not really necessarily charging them for things. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I am not the person that wants to go out and just, you know, build custom cabinets anymore. I, I I'm going to, I'm going to set myself different and be the person that's behind 57, a little bit of everything. Cause that's what makes me unique. And that's what makes me different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you think your first power tool was that you used? Oh gosh. I'm going to say probably a lawnmower and an edger. Those are probably the two, the two, <laughs> you know, those were power tools back then when you're a right. kid. Right. So, um, if it was the first power tool that I ever owned myself, that would have been a little craftsman, um, desktop table saw that my parents bought for me when I graduated from college that I was using up until just recently. And it did the job just fine. Um, I also had a blue Makita drill, cordless drill, you know, the first ones that came out. And that actually lasted until like probably two or three years ago. So I'd used that one forever. Um, and then it kind of went kaputs. So I got a new one of those. Um, those are probably the first favorite ones that I've had. You know, I, you can never have enough tools, right? <laughs> There's always something tool that you want or, yeah. you know, you need or, you know, yeah. So you did, I mean, you mentioned a little bit that the, like the large shaper is a little intimidating. Did you find any of the other tools, like those first few times you used it, intimidating? You know, I, I don't think so because I was in middle school. So I think in middle school, you don't have anxiety. You know, you're not, you don't have the anxiety. You just do it. I think if there was one tool that I never really, I used maybe once for one project because you had to use it was a lathe. I've never been interested in a lathe. Um, I've played games that, you know, on my iPhone with it. That's a, like a lathe, but you know, just kind of soothing sometimes. But um, other, I've never, you know, really felt intimidated you know you you know maybe seeing other people use the bigger shaper so now I have this pretty nice shaper and I'm gonna have to step up and you know not be not be afraid of it because really I think that's the next key thing is like when you're working with power tools and hand tools if you don't feel comfortable doing it you, you probably you probably shouldn't be <laughs> you know you, you you really have to you know think to yourself I got this like I I can do this. And, and I've always been that way with table saws. I feel very comfortable on a table saw. It's been a long time since I've used a sled to cut things with. So, you know, I, that's my next thing is to like make a sled or buy a sled and kind of practice with that type of stuff. Cause I haven't done that as much. Um, the chop saw is just comes natural to me. Drills are very come natural to me. Um, angle grinder, which is new to me. Um, I haven't used that much when you're grinding metal and you're like grinding it underneath a car and stuff that can be a little intimidating because it can slip away on you. So there was mm -hmm. a couple of times when I was working on my bus uh, a month ago that I had a couple slip aways and I was like, Ooh, Ooh, this is, this is new to me. I haven't, I really haven't used an angle grinder before. <laughs> so, I'll give you, I'll give you a nifty little tip and I'm just totally speaking from a friend's perspective. Don't touch a spinning blade on an angle grinder with a fingertip you tend to like lose the skin on that fingertip. Just, you know, 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. a tip from yeah. one person to another. Just right. Not that right. I have I any experience with that whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I did. So speaking of, I did nip my finger once on. I was building drawers, and um, I did did nip the very end of my finger once, and I still have a little bit of deadening from it, and that really that really scared the crap out of me. Honestly, I was like, oh, and I don't I don't even think I told my boss, you know, but. I did have an incident one time where I was working in the cabinet shop and a guy cut his finger off and I actually had to take him to the hospital, like in my car, cause everybody else was working. And I'm like, and you know, I was so calm. Like that's what's so funny is that like, I was just like, okay, here we go. Like, this is what we do. You know, like I wasn't afraid or anything. I, now I think back, oh my gosh, like that was kind of crazy. But it was that adrenaline time. kicking in that, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. I mean, it, you have to have confidence when you use a tool. If you don't, um, you're actually more likely to get injured because you're, you know, stepping up to it with being timid. Um, right. But that being said, too, you don't want to be overconfident. Like I have no. found when I become overconfident, that is when the tool reminds me that it still can uh, do some damage if I'm not you know, paying 1000% attention to what I'm doing. It, yeah, that's, a, that's exactly true. And I think that's the thing, you know, with any tool that you're using, you know, you always have to be aware of that. <laughs> Oops, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I hear the dogs. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? He's a little terrier mix, 20, 20 pound ferocious beast, you know. Um, <laughs> must have heard, he must have heard something. <laughs> The doorbell, the doorbell rang, so yeah, you know, <laughs> wakes wakes him out of a dead sleep. He's an old man too. He's he's ten years old, so he was you know doing his snoring bit and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, where were we now? I forgot. Now we're on dogs. <laughs> Speaking of dogs. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, I have two business partners. Uh -huh. um, Joey and Lego. So they're part of, they're part of my traveling and part of my blog as well. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. Our dog Oz does not get much attention on any of my uh, business stuff, except for on national dog day. He usually gets a little, you know, a little blurb about him, but yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. We were just talking about tools and, you know, having the respect for them, I guess, when, yeah working with them um so your kids are older and you know so starting a business now your own business now i should say um do you feel i mean you said you know it finally felt like this is the time to kind of focus on it what do you think has held you back from trying to focus on it before um, well, you know, I was just primarily is trying to be the supporter of the family, um, you know, and be mostly a primarily a stay-at-home mom because I had the opportunity to do that. Um, you know, my husband was working his way up in his career at the time, and I did things around the house. I did a lot of remodeling. I did a lot of that stuff, um, but as far as actually deciding to just go ahead and do it, I was just more focused on being a mom and, you know, getting them through their years and being there for them. When I look back and realized, uh, I wish I wouldn't had, I wish I would have um, done more what I knew I needed to do since I was little. So, you know, I, I was built this way when I was little and I didn't see that. I saw it more as, raising a family, you know, being the, you know, good volunteer person doing, you know, volunteering for this, taking the kids to that, taking the kids that parents who's had to go to work, you know, and, you know, couldn't go to softball or baseball, you know, bringing all those kids to, you know, having the kids over at my house, like my house was the hangout house, um, which was a lot of fun. You know, I, I, I miss that now. So now I'm like following everybody on social media, like, Oh, what's so-and-so up to <laughs> Which, you know, they're, they're, they're good kids. So, yeah. So now it's just, I, now I get the opportunity to, now I have the time and I have the resources 
and and I'm enjoying it and it's a lot of work but every day I wake up going you know what this is pretty cool like a lot of people don't own a Volkswagen bus a lot of people you know aren't able to travel like I can travel um and play I mean for me this is I enjoy doing it and I want to play and I will always play even probably when I'm 80 or 90 years old I'll you know I'll be like my grandma that says you know she's you know, in her wheelchair or getting her walker, you know, telling me that she's got to, she's got to drive her Cadillac down the road. You know, my grandma was that type of a person. So I can see me probably being the same exact way. If I become a grandma right now, I'm a grandma for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you hope that your kids, I mean, especially like in their twenties, like what's a what do you hope is the message they receive from watching you like kind of go after your dream now? Um, you know, that just, you know, to be happy with whatever that you do, you know, whether, whether, you know, you want to work in an office or whether you want to raise a family and just have that nine to five job, or if you want to be that person that has the, you know, seven in the morning until midnight job, whatever that is, um, just to really just be happy and enjoy what you're doing. Um, one of the things my dad said to me before he passed, and I didn't know what I was going to do at that time because he passed uh, unexpectedly, was I said, Dad, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And when I was going through my divorce, and he said, well, just, you know, he kind of had some dementia, so he was kind of like a kid. He goes, big smile on his face. He goes, well, just do what makes you happy. And I'm like, all right, well, it worked for him. <laughs> So my dad was a hard worker, but he always did what made him happy, even though it included the family. So I think that that's the biggest thing is just enjoy what you're doing, but also make sure that you're taking care of yourself, you know, your, your mental health as far as doing something that you want to do, but also you need to take the time and, um, you know, do things with the rest of your family as well and work that into however you want your life to be. Okay. Um, I think those are all very good lessons, um, for any kid at any age to learn, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, still learning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still a kid, like I said. That's right. Um, what's your favorite part about being a maker? And I use that term pretty broadly with you because you do so many different things what's your what's your favorite part about about that I, I think it's creating I think um I could just grab things when I'm out shopping I like to thrift shop and I could just be out looking at things and going oh I, I think I need that right and 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 then later having all this stuff not knowing what I'm going to do with it and in the end it all just kind of comes to play I just kind of let it happen so I do a lot of um, flea market flipping type things. So where, you know, I'll just decide, oh, I'm just, I don't know. I just found this football helmet for, you know, and then, oh, look at this. This just showed up and now this just showed up. And so I have so many projects around my house. I can never get them finished. <laughs> still trying to remodel my house still different ways. So um, I think that's just it. It's like, I just enjoy not knowing what I'm going to make and then creating something and, if I'm finally getting to the point just within the last probably three, four months of actually selling something on Facebook marketplace that I've made saying, okay, you know what? I can let go of this now. And I'm doing that also just in my household. I'm cleaning things up going, okay, you know what? This is really, I don't really need this. Am I ever really going to make this? You know, there's certain things I keep and certain things I don't keep. But at some point if I come back to it and I think, I just don't know, you know, now I'm so busy, you know, on the social media and all this other stuff that, you know, I could probably do projects for the rest of my life with just the stuff I have in my house right now, you know, <laughs> and not ever have to worry again, you know, cause I'm constantly remodeling my house. There's all kinds of stuff I've done. So I just think that like, I just enjoy not knowing what I'm going to make and then just making something that I think is really cool. Awesome. four-year-old busting in the room. Um, <laughs> okay. It's probably lunchtime there. Getting, getting close to it, but, um, <laughs> okay. Um, 
What's your favorite part about being a mom? Um, my favorite part about being a mom is just watching them grow into young adults. And, um, you know, when you get to a certain point and your kids get older and you start to realize parents are telling you, oh, you know what? They're such a good kid. Or, you know, he did that. Or, you know, she did this. You're just seeing them evolve into young adults um, is probably one of the best, you know, accomplishments I think you can have, you know, I mean, just seeing them learn, you know, to be off on their own, um, to move away from home, but to come back home and hopefully they feel uh, comfortable still, you know, and, and even though things have changed, I mean, my daughter's room is now my craft room. My son's room is still kind of his room, but um, I'm in the process of renting some rooms out, Airbnb at first I was going to do, and then the COVID thing hit. And I was going to do some traveling nurses, which really didn't work out. That was right before that. So you know, now I got my mom moving back home for the summer. <laughs> so um, I just think, you know, just having them, you know, come home and feel comfortable with, you know, where they grew up. And, you know, I'm still in the same house and just enjoying their company and hanging out with them when I can, which is a lot, a lot less. But, you know, I still talk to them on the phone. and. Um, you know, there's nothing else you can be happier than just being a mom. Like, I, I can't explain it because, you know, it's just so many good things. I think having my kids and having kids in the neighborhood, I really miss those younger years. You know, I look at pictures and, uh, you know, sometimes I just like, I cry because I, I miss those, I miss those years. But, um, you know, I think to know that you've done a good job raising them is probably the most proud thing I can say that I've accomplished awesome yeah yeah I'm a long way away from that uh, <laughs> realization <get> but <laughs> you'll get there trust me you'll get there <laughs> um all right so what would be some advice you would give to a mom that wants to tackle learning a new skill uh but it has a tent to get started uh, I, I think just take a little class, you know, take a little class. It doesn't have to be, you know, something that's going to be three, six months, you know, take a class at the community college or, you know, um, get into a maker's group or something. There's all kinds of, you know, maker's groups on Facebook locally and a lot of the places where people live, um, you know, start out with something small. If you want to learn how to work with power tools, start out with a drill and, you know, it, maybe jigsaw. You know, jigsaw is, is awesome. Um, you know, something small so that, you, you, you know, you feel comfortable. Um, you know, always, you know, be safe where you're, you know, your, your eyewear is number one and your headphones number two. Because for somebody that worked in a cabinet shop for a lot of years, and yes, I did wear earplugs, but they weren't as good as they are nowadays. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to take care of your ears. And um I just say, you know, start small. And then if you decide like you want to grow into a business and start it as a business, you know, there's a lot of business plans out there on the internet. Um, uh, like I took a camp Thundercraft. I don't know if you uh, know what urban craft uprising is out of Seattle, uh, but they, they are a company that um, has like pop-ups around Seattle. And then they also, they do like, um, vending shows so like all these makers come and they have to apply and they have to get accepted and um so I took a crafting class last year and that really kind of kick-started me because I had the confidence to you know find a mentor and I was probably the scariest thing I ever did was you know messaging somebody that I took a class from that and I said hey you know would you be my mentor and I was like I'm so nervous you know like I was so worried that she's gonna say no and um you know I guess, you know, just, you know, don't, don't look at it as maybe somebody's going to say no, look at it as what's the worst thing they can say? No, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that was like kind of the start of, gosh, you know what, like they believe in me and yeah, you know, I can do this with their help. And so, you know, get online if you want to start a business, you know, you don't have to do the whole business plan. You can just do part of it. I mean, I started my business plan, but you're supposed to go back to your business plan all the time and change it. Um, 
and do do some research you know uh, you know as you're going to get into the woodworking business um you know tools are expensive um you know insurance is expensive you kind of have to get a gauge for all this stuff you have to pay taxes you know it's more than just you know i'm just going to go and start this little craft thing if you want to really do it in the business start slow i think start slow as like a craft and then as you're realizing you're growing then you can grow your business I think that's really uh, great advice. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and then you've already kind of done some shout outs, but I'll let you shout it out again about um, <laughs> where people can find you on all of the interwebs and social. Yeah, so I am on Facebook at Tool Mom and Company. I am on Instagram at Tool Mom and Company or and or Tool Mom Bonnie, uh, hashtag Tool Mom Bonnie or at Tool Mom Bonnie. I'm on TikTok at Tool Mom Bonnie. I'm on YouTube at Tool Mom Bonnie. I am at www.toolmom.com, which um, when my website is up and going, I'll have links to, to all the social medias uh, and more. So, and some other things as well. So um, yeah, that, that is the way that you can find me or you know, maybe someday you'll be out and about and I'll be traveling the U.S. in my bus and you'll be like, hey, I saw her on a podcast once, you know. <laughs> I hope to be, I hope to inspire other people to just really, you know, really get out there and enjoy what they're doing, no matter what it is. Whether it's woodworking, whether you want to just be a photographer, whether you want to travel. Um, I just want to encourage other people in that, in that world because, um, you know, I am thankful that I am at that point in my life where I can do those things and not have to just be a cabinet maker or not have to just be, um, you know, a carpenter or, you know, I can just kind of, you know, I just take my day to day. I just, I just do whatever comes to me, I guess. There you go. I'm kind of, kind of a hippie. I'm kind of a hippie in that way. (laughs) I don't have that long of hair, you know, I don't smoke pot, but. (laughs) Well, you know, you might have that long of hair by the time, uh, by the time this COVID-19 is over. It, it is a little long right now. That's true. It is a little long. <laughs> I was very tempted. I had the buzzers out last night, and I was like, I just want to just, just take it, be done with it, have my hair yeah. all cut off. Yes. Well, you know, back in, back in the day, I actually used to cut um, part of my family's hair with a Flobie. So there, <laughs> you could have a Flobie. And I'm telling you, you know, that thing worked for a long time, actually. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Bonnie. Um, all of the links to all of your things will be in the show notes so everybody can follow along with you. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. Well, thank you. I really appreciate um, you asking me, you know, to be on this podcast because yeah, everybody. Yeah, it just seems like I listen to podcasts. It's like, ooh, sometimes, ooh, a podcast, ooh, a podcast. So I'm like, wow. I was like, I can't believe she asked, actually asked me to be on a podcast. This is so cool. So um, I was a little nervous. I do. <laughs> I played and sound nervous, but um, I really appreciate you taking the opportunity and um, you know asking me to be on here because I, I figure that 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 is a very big honor. All right, again, that was Bonnie with Tool Mom Bonnie. And if you want to head on over to the show notes to see how you can follow along with her, you can follow along with Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram at Maker Mom Podcast. Click the link in the bio and that will take you to show notes so you can check out how you can follow along with Bonnie with this week's episode. And you can find all the other fabulous moms from the previous episodes over there as well. All right. As always, I hope you are safe. I hope you are healthy. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Also this weekend on Sunday, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, there will be Maker Meetup via Zoom that I hope you can hop on and join in. If you need that link, you can also find that in the bio over on Instagram. Again, at Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. And you can find it in the Facebook group, Maker Moms. So I hope to see you on Sunday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Have a great weekend. Until next week, see you later.
Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Thank you.